gospel lesson uh, comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25. It's a well-known parable, the parable of the talents. But it is uh, very much connected to the story that we just heard from the book of Exodus. Uh, In the book of Exodus, Moses is called by God to go back and do the seemingly impossible to set God's people free after 400 years of slavery. He is called to take an incredible risk. And here is Jesus teaching his disciples about how to live life in the kingdom. It is a life of risky business. Listen as Jesus teaches us again this morning. For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master." The one with the two talents also came forward saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You've been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man reaping where you did not sow, gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have more will, all those who have more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of This is the word of the Lord. You know, we all uh, value security. We protect ourselves and our children as much as we can. We try to keep one another safe. We understand this intention. But yet, life as God intended it to be lived is never a life that is supposed to be lived taking it safe or only looking for safety. Yes, there are the images of God as our safety, as our stronghold, as our sanctuary. 
But those images are only in connection to the understanding that before God can become our place of refuge and our sanctuary, he first is going to send us out into a life of great risk and challenge. In fact, the Bible is the greatest adventure book of all time. When you think about it, over and over what we have are stories of people who are called to leave the safety and security of their known lives and to step out in incredible faith and risk. From the very beginning, Abraham and Sarah leave everything that's familiar to head off to an unknown land. We just heard this amazing call of Moses to go back to Egypt, to the most powerful land, the most powerful person, and confront Pharaoh with the claims of God to let his people go. David takes up a slingshot against the giant Goliath. The disciples find themselves leaving their nets to follow this unknown man who speaks with authority. And at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus calls his disciples and he says, I'm sending you out into all the world to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God and you don't know where you're going to go. Over and over and over again, the message of the Bible is a call to risk, to stepping out in faith, only trusting that God will be there for us. Helen Keller said, life is either a daring adventure or it is nothing. Security does not exist in nature, nor do the children of men as a whole experience experience it. Avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than exposure. The call of faith is a call to risk. And yet churches are often the most risk-adverse institutions in all of society. I went to our session saying, we've been saying the Apostles' Creed saying uh, that we believe in the Holy Ghost. Why don't we just say Holy Spirit? You would have thought that I had asked for like the end of the world. We're not going to change a word in the Apostle Creed, even if it would make a lot more sense. Christians tend to want to play it safe, to take the known road. And yet we of all people should be the ones stepping out, trying something new being open to the new things that God has in mind. You know, this story of Moses standing on the mountaintop with God being uh, asked to do this impossible thing. And his response is, is so telling. It's so human. Who am I to go to Pharaoh to set the people free? And then God makes a promise. He says, Go because I will be with you. That's all he has, this promise. But then God says, but I'll also give you a sign that I'm going to be with you. Now, the sign is what we all want, right? That we know if we're going to step out in faith that God is going to give us what we need to do the thing he's asked us to do. And so we expect, I don't know, a lightning bolt from heaven, some voice um, uh, you know, at least the staff that he can turn into a snake, you know, which uh, he does eventually get. But, you know, what does God say is the sign that he's going to receive that God has asked him to do this great thing? He said, the sign is this. 
After you've accomplished it, and after you've set the people free, you'll come back to this mountain and you'll worship me. That's the sign that I'm going to give you. You don't get the sign up front. You don't get the assurance before you step out. You only get it afterwards. You only get it after you've taken the risk. You know, I relate to this story so personally and deeply. That picture that my wife showed the kids of us standing in our driveway happened 10 years ago. I mean, you talk about stepping out, not having any idea where we were going. I had never even heard that there was a country called Malawi until about six months before that picture was taken. All I knew is that Africa was the place in the world of greatest suffering, and from reading my Bible, I knew that that's where we would find God, because God is always going to the places of greatest suffering in the world, because he hears the cry of people who suffer. And so we said, God, we are going to go. And we, my wife quit her job. I took a leave of unpaid absence. We cashed in uh, some of the savings that we had that my parents had given for our kids' college educations because we said, this is going to be a life education. And we packed up our things and we stepped out in faith. We had no idea what we were going to do when we got there. We, we did have a place to stay and that was about it. We didn't know a soul. Here we are, 10 years later, and God has brought us back to that place. And we are now working along with you and about a dozen other church partners and hundreds and hundreds of individuals across this country. We are working in 26 villages, impacting the lives of over 19,000 of God's most precious children. We have built schools, bridges. We have uh, put in roadways. We have uh, built clinics. We have uh, put people to, into uh, secondary school, and we are sending people to college from these villages, the first people who've ever gone on to college out of these villages. We've put in over 30 new wells and water points. People's lives have been impacted because God sent us to do something that we had no idea, and we stepped out in faith. We took a risk. The question is, what is he asking us to do today? What is he asking you to do? What is he asking this great church to do? The parable of the talents is a frightening one, isn't it? Jesus is saying that between the time I leave and the time I return, God has entrusted his wealth to his people. A talent is 15 years of a daily wage. It was the highest amount of money in one unit of that time. This wealthy landowner entrusts his great riches to his followers, to his slaves, to his servants. And he says, what are you going to do with this incredible gift that I have given you? Two of them take a risk, they step out, they invest it. And lo and behold, they double their income. But one guy says, you know what, I'm going to play it safe. 
I have enough money to take care of my own needs. I don't really need this. I don't want to lose it, and so I'm just going to dig a hole and bury it. When the owner returns and the accounting comes, the one who decided not to step out, not to try, not to risk, not to invest, is called to great accountability. So what are we going to do? What are you going to do? Where is God calling you? What great thing is he asking you to do with the talent he has invested and entrusted to you? You know, one of the things that we have experienced by going to Malawi are people who are stepping out with incredible faith and trust in what God is doing. They believe that God has sent villages in partnership there so that they have an opportunity to change their lives. One of the uh, women whom I met this last year when I was over there, uh, her story is so profound. Her, her name is Chifundo Kamwendo. Uh, Chifundo Kamwendo is 30 years old. I met her under this mango tree, and uh, she told us her life story. Uh, when she was 14 years old, her father died. She dropped out of school in the sixth grade so she could come home and help her mother take care of her sister and her three brothers. Now, this family was poor. Without a man to help them, they were virtually destitute. She said there were years not only when they had a hard time having enough food to eat, but they didn't even have enough money to buy a bar of soap. At the age of 18, she became pregnant, and she was married. She had her first child, and uh, her husband earned a little bit of money doing what they call piecework, which means just little odd jobs here and there. Uh, they lived in, um, she eventually had three children, and they lived in this house uh, that leaked in the rainy season. She took us back and showed us this house, it had two little tiny dark rooms. And sometimes, because the house was leaking so badly, she and her husband and their three kids would have to move back into the house with her mother, who had so little, but at least they were able to stay in a dry place. But her life has changed because she decided to take a couple of immense risks and the first one was by hearing of this organization called Villages in Partnership that were starting in her village an initiative called a VSL, Village Savings and Loan. A Village Savings and Loan is a group of people, usually women but not exclusively, who come together and they bring the little bit of extra money that they may have and they pull it together and they put it into a box and they lock that box and they wait until they've collectively pulled enough money that they can then loan, make a loan to members of the group who can then go out and use that money to start a small business. She'd never had any capital before, but she took her little bit of money that first year in 2013 and she started to put it in the box every week. 
And about halfway into the one-year period in which they pool this money together, she took out her first loan, and she decided to start a small business selling popcorn. And so she'd go out to the market and buy kernels of popcorn, take it back to her house, get a little bit of oil, pop it, and then put it in little bags and began to sell it. And guess what? Her popcorn business took off in Kalino Village. She became the popcorn queen, and she uh, distributed some of her popcorn uh, to us. There's Phil Anderson chowing down on some of her famous popcorn, which she gave to us. That was so successful, she then started a second small business selling uh, fried bread called Mendasi, which is delicious. And so she was selling popcorn and Mendasi. And that's what she did the first year in the VSL. Well, she made enough money that the second year, she was able to week by week put in much more than she had the first year. And she continued her popcorn business and her Mendasi business. At the end of the second year, she brought back out of that collect that community bank enough money, so much money, she was able to build a house. She built her own house. And she's showing us that this is the house that she used to live in, that she had showed me before, and now she built her brand new house. And there it is. It's one of the most beautiful houses in the whole village with iron sheets. And then the third year, the year after she built her house, she was able to buy livestock. In 2016, she bought two pigs. And guess where the pigs are living? In her old house. The old house is now the pigsty to, to watch the pigs who are having babies. And then next to the old house, now she's bought two sheep. And the sheep have had uh, a kid as well. This woman stepped out in incredible faith and risk and trust in God to join this group, to take her little bit of money and stick it in the box to try her hand at selling popcorn and mandasi. And now, because of that, her children are going to grow up in this beautiful home. They're going to have clothes to wear. They're going to get a good education. They're not going to have to drop out of school. She has given her life over in trust to God, and God has rewarded that risk with a whole new life. What he's doing for her, my friends, wants to do for us. And so my question is, how are you reaching out? What are you going to risk? About a week ago, I heard of a family in our community. They've raised their children, but they sensed a calling from God and they heard a story of a 14-year-old girl who lives in Russia who has a physical disability and needs a home. And this family, who've done their parenting, whose kids have gone off to college, this couple are saying, we're going to adopt this. And they called our church asking, do you know anyone who speaks Russian? 
because we're bringing a girl from Russia to our house and we don't speak any Russian and we need somebody so we can communicate to our new daughter. Friends, that is a risk. There's a young man who just came up to me and he said, I finally did it. You finally got me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm going to teach Sunday school. And uh, one of our Sunday school teachers is pregnant and she's finishing and this guy you know, we've been talking to him, and he's like, no, I can't do it. And he's finally said, I'm going to step out. I'm going to become a Sunday school teacher, and I know God is going to bless that decision. We just went through our uh, pledging back in the fall. Did you guys pledge anything? Did you guys step up this year? I had a couple come to me, and they said, Pastor, we've been praying about this for years, and we're finally going to make the commitment we are going to tithe this year. We've been going back and forth on this, and we just feel it's time for us to totally trust in God. They're stepping out. They're taking a risk. They're trusting God. And I know that God is going to bless that because that's the way that God works. There's a wonderful poem that says, Disturb us, Lord when we're too pleased with ourselves, when our dreams have come true because we dream too little, when we arrive safely because we sail too close to the shore. Disturb us, Lord, when with the abundance of things we possess, we've lost our thirst for the waters of life. Having fallen in love with life, we've ceased to dream of eternity. And in our efforts to build a new earth, we've allowed our vision of the new heaven to become dim. Disturb us, Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture on wilder seas where storms will show your mastery, where losing sight of land we shall find the stars. Lord, we ask you to push back the horizons of our hopes and to push back the future in strength, courage, hope, and love. This we ask in the name of our captain, who is Jesus Christ. That's a great prayer. It's a prayer that we need to pray more often that God would disturb us, would challenge us, and that we would find the voice of the gospel to step out in faith and risk. You know, Canyon Creek was one of our very first church partners when Villages and Partnership was just getting started. We came to you, and your session said yes to that partnership. Now we have over a dozen church partners Many because you set the example. You modeled that kind of faithfulness and a desire to serve the needs of the poorest of the poor even on the other side of the ocean. And we applaud that. And so we want to say thank you. We want to say thank you and we want to encourage you to continue to step out in faith. We've put together a, a little video just to give you a sense of how your investment is changing the lives of our friends in Malawi. Mm-hmm. 
carrying water is a burden. They were carrying the water, the same bucket, from far away. that is staggering. Oh God, I just want to pray for my friends, uh, my brothers and sisters here this morning who might be sensing a call, who might be hearing your voice to do something, to step out in faith, to, to 
take some great risk, God, and that they would just, in their heart right now, make that commitment to say yes, to be faithful, to trust you, knowing that there may not be a sign, there may not be a clear answer to that risk for many months, maybe even many years, but that when we trust you, God, there is always a yes. There is always a return. We pray this in Jesus' name.